Welcome to Software Project Management Course Notes, a podcast created based on Agile Software Development Online Classes I deliver to Software Engineering Master Program at the Faculty of Mathematics and Computer Science from Babesh University. The Agile Manifesto is pretty old. It was created 20 years ago. It was in 13th of February, 2001. And uh, at that time, uh, 17 software development consultants, most of them from United States, I think one of them was from Netherlands and the other one for uh, from Australia. All the others were from uh, United States. Tried to uh, define a new way to approach software uh, projects, the development of software projects. Hopefully you know uh, many of them because they did, uh, they had a uh, relevant work in uh, software development industry. Uh, for instance, here we have Steve Meller, uh, who is the author of Model Driven Architecture. Uh, we also have Ken Schweber and Jeff Sutherland. They are the the authors of uh, Scrum methodology. It, it is the most popular agile methodology implemented in uh, software development uh, uh, project teams. Alistair Coburn is uh, another author of an agile methodology called Crystal. Actually, it is a collection of agile methodologies. This is the guy from, uh, uh, from Australia. Robert C. Martin, also known as uh, Uncle Bob, uh, he uh, wrote uh, many books about clean code, clean architecture. The last book appeared recently is uh, Clean Agile. So yeah, he tried to make a uh, connection between agile mindset and uh, the, the, the clean concept he, he created. And uh, another one uh, is Jim Highsmith. He wrote a book about agile project management. So it's project management, which reminds us of uh, the, the traditional way of doing things and agile uh, is uh, uh, present uh, there. And uh, Martin Fowler, uh, he wrote uh, the best book about uh, code refactoring. And the last one uh, I want to, to uh, mention here is Ken Beck. He's the author of another very popular agile uh, let's say methodology, actually it's a collection of agile practices uh, called extreme, uh, extreme programming. But one very important thing I want to mention uh, at this moment is the fact that uh, Kersh Weber, Jeff Sutherland, uh, Alistair Coburn, Ken Beck, they created and they used already those methodologies in their own team. In their teams, but the teams they uh, were coordinating, project teams. Uh, so, for instance, Scrum methodology was created in 1996 and was used for the first time uh, at that uh, uh, in that year. Those methodologies didn't appear after the the Agile Manifesto was created. Actually, the Agile Manifesto was based on those common things which were implemented, which were at the core of those methodologies that were defined and used 
So they had a lot of experience in working in an agile way before creating this agile manifesto. And when they met uh, at the ski resort in Utah in 2001, uh, they wanted to put everything together and to, 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 to understand which are the main concepts that make these methodologies working, uh, that, that uh, make these methodologies good for uh, developing uh, software. They didn't use Agile World at the beginning. They uh, called, called it lightweight methodologies. So Scrum, Crystal, Extreme Programming were lightweight methodologies, considering that Waterfall was a heavyweight methodology. So the traditional way of uh, managing projects uh, was considered being very rigid, very strict, with a lot of processes, with a lot of procedures, with a lot of documents, with a lot of roles. So it was a heavyweight uh, uh, methodology. Uh, but the, uh, the 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 guy from Netherlands, Ali van Berekum, said, okay, but it seems that uh, the, this word, agile, is more appropriate to describe what we want to define here. So uh, that was the the moment when uh, the, the the manifesto was uh, named Agile. So uh, and from that moment, all of us uh, are using uh, this uh, this word related to uh, this way of working. Now the the Agile manifesto uh, looks like this. Uh, it is very simple, uh, very short. It's it contains just two phrases and uh, uh, four four values. And it says we are uncovering better ways of developing software by doing it and helping others do it. Through this work, we have come to value individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, and responding to change over following the plan, uh, following the plan. So uh, these four values represent the core of the Agile uh, mindset. They are very abstract. Uh, they are defined at a, at a uh, very high level. It's very difficult to go to a team and tell them, please uh, try to develop your uh, uh, product following these four values. Uh, as I said, they are too abstract. So uh, they needed more hands-on uh, rules so that's why they, after these four values, defined also 12, uh, 12 principles. And we'll talk about that. Now, let's stay a little bit more on, this, uh, on these four values uh, to see what they, uh, what they mean. Uh, now, the first one, individuals and interactions are more important than uh, processes and tools. So now we know very well that the projects are accomplished through people. So uh, we don't uh, build projects with processes and tools. It's an, a human effort uh, there. So it is more important to have a team with, uh, uh, with members who communicate between them, who collaborate, uh, who work very well together than following a very rigid and fixed process or using a rigid uh, tool. Uh, there is a saying uh, I like, uh, I don't know if it is like this, but uh, the, the meaning is any bad process will beat a smart uh, person. So even if we have a team uh, with very smart uh, people, with uh, uh, persons with a lot of experience in software development, they will fail if we force them to follow 
uh, a bad process. So the processes and tools are not so important. We need them, that's sure, that we need processes and tools. Uh, they will likely uh, to be uh, necessary, uh, but they can also get in the way of uh, of the team to to develop the product. So we have to trust the the, the team members and to have them motivated to uh, to build that product. Uh, the next one is working software uh, is more important than comprehensive documentation. Now, of course, that we need the documentation, but there are some projects that are caught in uh, caught up. Uh, caught up in delivering extensive documentation that has no value. Just uh, think a little bit. Uh, I really uh, believe that in the last two or three years, you downloaded and uh, tried many uh, applications on your mobile phones. And I also believe that you didn't use any user manual to, uh, you didn't read any user manual to use those uh, uh, mobile applications. You just try to uh, use them and to understand if those uh, applications help you or not. So here is another, uh, uh, let's say, argument, which says that mm, documentation is not very important. It is, it, there is an importance there because teams uh, change and uh, memory is lost, does, barely sufficient documentation is uh, is needed okay uh, but uh, what is more important is to build something which uh, works so uh, of course that we can replace that working software with a working product uh, because these agile values are not uh, useful only in software development industry they could be uh, used also in other uh, in other domains in other fields uh, but uh, this is the way those 17 uh, software consultants defined for the first time Agile uh, Manifesto, which, by the way, is published uh, by 20 years on uh, agilemanifesto.org. Yeah? And uh, uh, it remained the same in the last 20 years. It, it was not changed. Uh, these are the same values as they were defined 20 years ago in 13th of February 2001. Okay, uh, the next uh, the next one is customer collaboration is more important than contract negotiation. So the idea here is to be flexible and, and to uh, accommodate changes to, to be closer to, to our clients or to the clients of our, uh, of our product. It, it is very difficult. We should understand that it is very difficult to vision and define uh, such a product upfront up uh, when we uh, think about a software a software product. And we have to be careful to not uh, punish our clients uh, for every change they bring to uh, they bring to us. Because usually we think that they are not uh, very competent because they were not able to anticipate those uh, changes from the beginning. But this is not uh, the case. It is very difficult to do to do this. Uh, so, of course, this doesn't mean that there will not be uh, no no contract at all. Yeah, there is a contract uh, with the, with that customer with that client, but the the format of that client is pretty uh, different. It is, if you want, a trial and error approach to to collaboration with our customer, and we have to involve the customer 
in uh, all the development uh, steps of uh, of our product because we need feedback from uh, from his side. And the last uh, uh, value says that responding to change is better than, uh, or is more important, not better, is more important than following uh, a plan. And uh, now, again, comparing uh, the agile mindset with the traditional project management, we should say here that in traditional project management, uh, uh, traditional, sorry, traditional project management uh, uh, don't, uh, don't handle changes very well. So uh, any change is an exception. And uh, there are a lot of requests for change documents which need approval and so on. So it's a very difficult uh, process to, to approve uh, a change in the project. Uh, to have initial plans is inadequate uh, in, uh, in software development. Uh, why? Because the business environment changes a lot during the, uh, uh, the, the development process. Of course, that we don't abandon planning, but we have to react very fast to, to these changes. And there is another thing I, I like a lot, which says that uh, the plan is not important. The planning is, uh, is important. Uh, what does it mean? That means that the plan could be wrong. So if it proves that uh, the plan is wrong, we can change it. We can adjust it. But it's more important to have planning sessions and uh, a lot of plan, frequent planning sessions. And that means that we all together, uh, all the team members stay in the same room and talk uh, for a half of an hour or an hour uh, about what we have to develop in the next short uh, period of time, in the next couple of, uh, of weeks. Uh, so to have the same understanding and to have the same vision of the product we uh, are uh, are creating, we are building. This is more important to have the same vision than the result, than that plan, which could be, as I said, could be wrong. Uh, now, the main issue uh, with this Agile Manifesto was, uh, this is my, uh, my own opinion, of course, is that uh, many of those who read the Agile Manifesto read it in a very superficial way, uh, I, I, I must say. And uh, they uh, they thought that, wow, starting now, we don't need any process, we don't need any documentation, we don't need any tool or planning. We have just to focus on uh, uh, what is on the left side of this, uh, of these values. And this is wrong because without planning, without processes and tools and documentation, it will be a chaotic way of developing a software product. It's not an agile way of developing a software product. Of course, we need them, but we don't have to uh, appreciate them more than those uh, uh, ideas, those concepts, which are on the uh, left side of these uh, of these values. Okay, as I said, uh, there pretty uh, pretty abstract. In order to understand them better, we have also 12 principles. Those 12 principles were not defined at the same uh, day in 13th of February, uh, 2001. They were uh, created later and they were added to the same uh, website on agilemanifesto.org. And uh, I would like to take all those principles one by one and talk about them and uh, analyze them a little bit to, to understand uh, their meaning. Okay, 
this is the, the first uh, principle, principle one, uh, which says our highest hour, our, uh, when we say our, it's about uh, the project team, the development team. So we, as uh, for, for we, for us, as development team, uh, the highest priority is to satisfy the customer through early and continuous delivery of valuable outcome. And you can see here that I emphasize their early and continuous. So to deliver something early to uh, our customer, why we need to do this? Because we need feedback. We need to understand if we are on the right way in developing that, uh, that product. There are so many things which are not, uh, not clear, which are ambiguous, which are uncertain. So we have to clarify all those things by delivering early uh, something to, to our customers. But not anything, uh, not any output is, uh, uh, is an outcome. Uh, not any output is something valuable for our customers. So we have to uh, focus on uh, what brings more value to our customer and to, to deliver it to, uh, to him. So here the, the relationship between the uh, project team members and the customer is very strong. It's much, much stronger than uh, in case of traditional uh, project management methodologies. And this is what the first principle wants to, uh, to, to, to emphasize here. Now, the, the second principle is very difficult to embrace, let's say. It says, welcome changing requirements even late in uh, development stages. Uh, agile processes harness change for the customer's competitive advantage. So to welcome changing uh, requirements, this is very difficult. And uh, uh, I know this very well because every time when somebody changes in the uh, requirements in uh, the specification document, uh, it's usually very frustrating for, for, the, uh, for the developers and for the testers, for the designers as well. Uh, so what this means, uh, nobody's happy when uh, sees uh, a change in the, in the requirements. Uh, but we have to understand, and this is uh, written here, that uh, the, the customers uh, don't do this because they are evil or because they are bad. Uh, we should understand that it's normal that our customers don't know very well what they want. They have a clear picture of the main goal, but they miss a lot of details uh, from, from there. And they will uh, clarify those details only after they are able to use an intermediary version of the product we, we develop. And the product backlog, okay, the product backlog is a term, is a concept uh, coming from Scrum, uh, which means it, the list of features uh, we have to develop on our project is always changing. And this is also okay. So uh, uh, the change, or changing in requirements is normal. It's something which should be seen as normal, even if it is uh, frustrating sometimes, mainly when those changes come <laughs> late in, uh, in development. By applying this concept, by applying this principle, uh, the, the project team, increases your response to uh, discuss uh, increases their response to to changes in the timely fashion 
and this is very important for the customer satisfaction uh, again. Okay, the, the third principle uh, is this one. Deliver working versions frequently from a couple of weeks to a couple of months with a preference to the shorter time scale. So I emphasize there two keywords, working versions and frequently. Okay? So uh, not only early, as the first principle said, but also frequently, continuous and frequently. This is uh, a very, very important. Again, it doesn't mean that we, we will do this in, in rush. Uh, so we have to pay attention to, to, to quality. And this principle became necessary uh, due to the extensive amounts of documentation that were part of the planning process in software development at the end of the, the last century, at the end of the 20th, uh, 20th century. Uh, logically, you will reduce the time frame for which you are planning and you will spend more time working on, uh, on, on your projects in, uh, in this way. Uh, so in other words, uh, the team, the development team will be able to plan in a more agile, agile way. Okay. The fourth principle comes again to uh, to emphasize uh, the importance of the connection of the relationship between the development team and the, the customer and the business uh, side of, of the project uh, and the other stakeholders. The, the importance of the connection between the uh, project team and the, the other stakeholders. And principle four says business people and developers must work together daily throughout the, the project. Uh, because usually, uh, I already said this in uh, uh, during the seminar, uh, during the first seminar, when I worked in uh, following a waterfall model uh, with my team on some uh, uh, software projects, I used to meet the customer at the beginning of the project when I tried to get all the specifications, all the requirements, and at the end of the project, when I transferred to, to him uh, the, uh, the, the final product. During the project, we had just uh, some calls uh, trying to understand the status of, of, the, of the development. 20% done, 30% uh, done, 50% done, and that was all. So uh, I didn't communicate too much uh, with the customer about the, the product functionalities. Uh, usually the end user saw the, the product and yet when the product was, uh, was finished. And at that time, uh, we received a lot of complaints, a lot of bad feedbacks and so on, because we tried to implement uh, that application in the way we understood those requirements we understood that uh, uh, specification uh, document so we have to work together because we need feedback very very uh, uh, often uh, frequently uh, uh, frequent feedback uh, the the fifth principle uh, says build projects around motivated individuals give them the environment and support they need uh, and trust them to get the job uh, done and again this is uh, uh, this principle is very important uh, in uh, in agile teams and the logic in this uh, principle uh, is that by 
reducing micromanagement and empowering uh, motivated team members, the project will be completed faster and with better quality. So trust your team and help them uh, self-organize. Uh, an agile team is a self-organizing team and uh, cross-functional, is a cross-functional uh, team. And uh, they will help each other trying to uh, develop the, the features of the uh, of the application. The sixth principle, uh, I think this is the most obvious uh, principle. It says that the most efficient and effective method of uh, conveying information to and with, within a development team is face-to-face -face conversation. So face-to-face -face conversation is more efficient than uh, uh, written messages or written documents or uh, sending emails, communicating uh, or uh, uh, through, through emails. Every time when you have to clarify something, when you have a problem, just have a face-to-face one-to-one conversation with the, with the guy who can help you. Even if that guy is one uh, teammate or uh, that one is uh, uh, product owner or product manager or another stakeholder from the from the customer side it's very effective to to talk in this way it's a little bit more difficult during these times during these pandemic times but uh, I, if i may i can rewrite this principle saying that direct conversation is uh, more efficient and uh, effective so not face to face but talking together in a call in a Zoom meeting or in a, a Teams call, then uh, writing some messages on WhatsApp or another uh, or on Slack or uh, another using another tool. Because uh, so synchronous conversation, synchronous com uh, communication instead of using an asynchronous uh, way of uh, of communicating. Uh, the seventh uh, principle uh, says working deliverables are the primary measure of progress. So this is pretty uh, straightforward. So it doesn't matter how many working hours you've invested in uh, in your project, how many bugs you managed to fix, or uh, how many lines of code uh, the the entire team your your team uh, has written. If the result of your work is not the way your customer expects it to be, uh, you are in trouble. So it, it's we don't want to measure the number of hours of, of working. It doesn't have any, any value for the customer. So if we started to develop 10 user stories, or let's not use this term, user stories. Uh, we started to develop 10 features. And after, uh, at the end of the second week, each of those features is 90% done. From the customer perspective, from the customer point of view, nothing is done. It's it is zero progress. Uh, it seems not so fair, isn't it? But it's more important for the customer to have two uh, uh, features which are ready, which are done, even if we didn't start yet the development for the other eight features. We can see a progress. There is something which is working. There is something which can be tested. It is something which can be validated. Where it, there is something which can be used. By, by an end user or by the customer and to give a give a feedback on it so don't uh, uh, don't we, we if an agile team doesn't work with uh, percentages 19 uh, percent uh, done or 50 percent done 
it is done or not. Uh, we have only these two, 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 two ways. It's white or black. That's it. It's not uh, gray. We don't have gray here uh, for uh, for measuring the the, the progress. Uh, if I remember well, well, there is a there is a joke in the software development community which says that uh, uh, usually in software development a task stays in uh, ninety percent uh, done status ninety percent of the time. Because we don't know very well if it is really 90% done or not. We, because of the complexity of the tasks we have to develop, it is not very clear how much time we need in order to uh, finish that uh, task, in order to complete that, uh, uh, that task. And this is somehow what uh, this seven principle wants to, wants to cover. The eighth principle uh, is about uh, sustainability. So agile processes promote sustainable development. The sponsors, developers, and users should be able to maintain a constant pace indefinitely. So uh, as I said here uh, in, in red, uh, agile projects are marathons, uh, not 100 meter hurdles. So uh, we, should try to understand which is the rhythm, which is the pace of the team, because this will, will help us to be more predictable. So this will increase the predict, uh, predictability of, the, of our project. Understanding how much effort my team can, uh, can spend in two weeks helps me to uh, understand uh, how many uh, weeks we need till we will finish the, the project. If in one week we spend a lot of effort and another week was not so much uh, uh, done, so there is no constant pace, there are a lot of spikes and, uh, and so on, uh, it is very difficult for me to anticipate uh, when we can deliver. It is very difficult for us or it's almost impossible for us to commit uh, to our clients. Uh, that we will finish something in a specific period of uh, of time. So this uh, uh, constant pace and understanding which is the that pace of our team is uh, uh, again very very important. The the ninth principle tries to uh, balance a little bit the other principles we said that we have to deliver very early, continuously, frequently, and uh, and so on. Uh, and it says, uh, uh, look, uh, we should uh, pay uh, attention to technical excellence and good design, because uh, both uh, these things uh, enhances agility. Everything we do, we should do having in mind the, uh, uh, the, the good design and technical excellence, and to eliminate as much as possible any technical debt from, uh, from our uh, work. Uh, again, uh, paying attention to technical excellence and good design doesn't mean that we need to have a perfect product. So uh, technical excellence is choosing the right solution depending on project objectives. So we need to understand the constraints, the project objectives, and to treat the, uh, this uh, technical excellence according to, uh, to them. So the, the tenth principle is very cryptic if you uh, if i may say that uh, 
So it says simplicity, and after that it explains what simplicity means. The art of maximizing the amount of work not done is essential. So the art of maximizing, maximizing the amount of work not done. And the key here is that uh, that work is uh, doesn't need to be done. Uh, it's too much. It brings too much complexity. So we need to implement only those things that bring values, value to uh, to our customer. Uh, how it is uh, applied uh, in uh, software development teams, usually uh, by focusing on what you have to deliver and develop today, and don't spend too much time on thinking or analyzing what means to implement uh, some uh, more features with in two weeks or three weeks and to pre prepare everything uh, in the, the architecture of the of the application for, uh, right now in order to be able to implement those features in the future uh, easily. Uh, is not a good idea. Why? Because in the meantime, a lot of things could uh, could be changed, and maybe those features we were thinking about uh, are not needed anymore, are not useful anymore. So we added some uh, complexity which is not useful uh, for uh, for my product. So just do what uh, needs to be needs to be done. And uh, I also heard some extreme uh, approaches. Uh, based on this uh, tenth principle, we said uh, we say that uh, uh, don't develop, don't uh, create reusable code. Uh, don't pay too much uh, attention to uh, write reusable code, because there is no such thing as reusable code. It is only reused code, but this happens after we wrote that uh, that code. So if somebody needs that code. Uh, that uh, that person will make it uh, reusable and it will be uh, reused. But just thinking from now, when I uh, developing the, that feature, that everything I do should be reusable, will force me somehow to add more complexity to that code I I, I write, and that complexity uh, very probably uh, is not uh, is not needed. Th those those things will not be needed. Just of that small part of uh, the code I write uh, is reused in uh, really in uh, in future after after that. This is somehow extreme, and it comes it, it is contradictory in contradiction with what you uh, learned during the uh, software other software development courses. Uh, but it's it is one way to implement this or to embrace this uh, simplicity principle, the tenth uh, principle. Another principle, the principle 11, is about self-organizing teams. We already talked about self-organizing teams when we talked about uh, motivating uh, uh, team members. So it says that the best architectures, requirements and designs emerge from self-organizing teams. That means that we don't have a manager who assigns tasks, every person from that team knows what uh, is able to do, how can help uh, the other uh, teammate and so on. And they work together uh, in order to uh, develop the, the, the features, the, the, the product features. Uh, if you have to push your team, 
and drive them uh, forward, maybe you and your team are not ready for uh, for agile, or maybe you need to make some changes to uh, your leading style uh, because this is not a good uh, uh, way to obtain eventually a self-organizing team. It's not an easy uh, task to to have uh, to transform uh, a group of people in a self-organizing team. But it's something we uh, we need to have uh, in uh, in order to to be agile, not to do agile, but to be uh, agile. And because most of the, these eleven principles talked about uh, the customer, the value, the customer satisfaction, uh, the technical excellence, and so on, uh, this uh, last uh, principle is about the process. So it's not about the way we develop things. It's not about uh, the way we collaborate and communicate. It's not about the customer. It's about the process. How can we change the process? Uh, when we talk about developing a product in an agile way, we think about uh, developing it in an iterative and incremental way. Now, this is the way we uh, also treat the process. We have from time to time to stay together with our teammates and reflect on the on the process. So that's why this principle says at regular intervals, couple of weeks maybe, the team reflects reflects on how to become more effective, then tunes and adjusts its behavior accordingly. In traditional project management methodologies, this happens at the end of the project. When is that stage of uh, project closing? There is a lessons learned session when we stay together and talk about what happened uh, uh, during the project development, uh, what went well, what didn't go so well, so good, which are the lessons we uh, we learned. And all these things are written in a document, which is archived and uh, stored somewhere in a folder in our organization in order to be read by somebody who will uh, work on a similar project. This is a good uh, idea. This is a good thing. But the problem here is that we are not able to take advantages from the things we learned uh, during the development of the project. We talk about them only at the end of the project. Now, in an, agile, uh, in an Agile team, we do this uh, more often. After every couple of weeks, we stay together and try to understand what we can do uh, better, what we can do different in order to improve the productivity, the efficiency, our way of working, our, our way we collaborate with the customer and, and so on. And we do very, very small changes and we try after another couple of weeks to understand if those changes went well or not, if we indeed perform better or not, and we do other changes and so on and so on. And so it's an agile way to adjust the process for our uh, our needs. This is what this uh, 12 principle uh, says. And uh, what I wanted to, to do in this slide was to connect those uh, 12 principles with the four values we, we saw already in the Agile Manifesto. So we have individual interactions over uh, processes and tools. This is one value. Everything which is read here are those principles which are directly connected with that value. Now we also have some uh, uh, mixed principles. For instance, working together is, uh, is one principle which is linked with both 
individual and interactions over processes and tools and with customer collaboration over uh, contract negotiation. So uh, uh, it, it touches both uh, both values. And also technical excellence is really great working deliverables and uh, responding to change over following uh, a plan. Here you have an overview of the entire uh, Agile Manifesto. Each principle is here. All the four values are here. The links between them are also uh, here. And uh, again, maybe it's uh, it's useful for each principle. We have the the core, the the key, the keywords, the key meaning of that uh, principle here in this uh, in these circles. Thanks for listening to Software Project Management Course Notes. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating or a review.